Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Sunranto Show is lovingly brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters. Find out how you can get our show early and ad-free, completely ad-free, for only a dollar a month at patreon.com slash sunranto. Join the 97 other people who have joined us at Patreon and help support the Sunranto Show because this version of the Sunranto Show is brought to you by my bookie. Now, I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game's more exciting when you're putting money on it. You know, if you got a gut feeling about the Cubs or a certain matchup and you throw some money on it, it's a lot more fun to watch that game because your money is at risk. Now, if you've been betting for years or you're just ready to play for the first time, go to mybookie.ag because it's your best bet this season. They got parlays. That's when you pick a bunch of favorites and then they pay a much bigger payout at the end if you if you win. So uh, if you're going to bet the season, mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win. Uh, support the Cubs this season. Bet on them. Don't just sit there in the stands. Put your money where it counts, get in the game, mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie's going to double your first deposit. Use the promo code CHAIR. It activates the offer. That's promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R. It doubles your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today because you play and then you win and then they pay you. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Boutros Golly. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. Listen to them booing you for that crack. Oh, it was. Um, hey, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. It feels like we're doing a lot of these shows. This is the, like our fourth show this week. It so, is. Fourth show in uh, seven days. But the joy was that two of those, we did not have to discuss the Cubs. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> um, so welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. My name's Danny Rockin. And of course, the voice that you just heard cracking over the your uh, earphones was uh, Michael Cotton. Nothing like some crack first thing in the morning. Yeah, a, a little too high cotton, I think is what it, was, what it should be. And uh, out there in the Chicago suburbs, after an entire night staying up and watching Marquee Network, he's he's had this thing on for what has it been? Almost a full like, 21 hours straight. Just sitting there. It's creepy crawly. Creepy crawly is watching his marquee. <laughs> Hey, Crawley. So I got to ask, because you're the only one of us that actually has this marquee channel. 
I have you been up all night? That's what I imagine you do it. Just sitting there. Yeah, it's been almost twenty four straight hours, but uh, it's been Listen enjoyable. To his voice, man, he's fucking been tying it on watching the Marquee. Well, I had myself uh, some Club 400 beers, and definitely, uh, like I said, I haven't really moved from my couch all that much since it's been on. It's been glorious. I've had a few cigarettes in the afterglow, and that's about it. <laughs> okay, and, and you're up in Wisconsin, right? I'm up in Wisconsin this weekend, yeah. Like, you went on vacation and did nothing but sit and watch Marquis. Well, he had to go to Wisconsin to watch the Cubs game, because you certainly can't watch it around here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we got, we got a lot to talk about. There's been baseball that actually got played on a field and, um, new, the rollout of the channel. But, uh, first I want to make a couple of announcements just to remind everybody the bleacher bum plant band is playing at G man tavern on March 30th, which also happens to be opening day at Wrigley field. And, um, I think we'll go around noon. So show up at G man around noon. The game's at three. We'll, uh, play a couple songs for you then you go to the ballpark or just hang out i might just hang out i don't think i'm gonna go to the game i might if i get a ticket or some shit but somebody's got to watch the gear because i know how you people are thieving my guitars (laughs) and um so anyway march 30th showing up it's gonna be a great time uh also uh this just booked uh on april 18th at nisei lounge uh where i was last night uh michael Cantor who is sick and he needs a new liver. Uh, We're having a benefit for him so he can be a liver. And, uh, well, he needs money because he's sick. And we're going to throw a big benefit. And it's going to be a game watch. The Cubs are playing the Nationals in D.C. at 3 o'clock. We'll get going a little earlier than that. You know, maybe do some raffles. I might do, you know, one of the Ranta Roundtable podcasts over there if I could figure out how to get Nisei Lounge to sound good. Which is... (laughs) I mean, it's really hard. Like, if anybody's talking in there, it's just like, it's hell. So, Well, if you stick, so what you need to do is put them all in that little stage area, that little square, mm-hmm. and have them face the center and put the mic toward the back wall. <laughs> so that, so that no, nobody can actually see their faces. They're all just they talking have to the listen, back yeah. wall. No lip reading. So uh, anyway, we're doing that. So look for that. I haven't made announcements yet on Facebook, but I will. And uh, Crawley, you've got a big announcement coming up. If you take a look at my pinned tweet on top of my Twitter, there is we got some big news over at Crawley's Clubhouse. It's going to be happening on March 1st at 1 p.m. prior to the game. Big, big, big announcement. So you're not going to want to miss that. Are you pregnant? I am not. Oh, God. What else could it not be? Not from lack of trying, though. <laughs> um, have the have the cubs officially shut you down oh no they, they, they've been tried i think they've given up on that dream uh did they give you your own show on marquee network, <laughs> marquee network? Not, 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 not yet yeah no they should give us a show first of all there should just be a sun ranto marquee show because if they want people to trust that they're a legitimate news operation you gotta have people pushing back against the talking heads and it should be us, I think. Well, I'm excited for that, Crawley. So that's only in a few days. That's Sunday. Sunday at 1. Next Sunday, yep. a next week Sunday from today. Sunday at 1. You'll see a break on Twitter, so it should be exciting. God damn it. What the fuck is it? I'm so Oh, I'm curious. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we have to get to Marquee Network. <laughs> what, Believe what, me. A lot of people. You won't be booing about that in a year. Well, I don't know. Some people might. Um, yeah, Marquee Rollout. 
let's get right into it because it didn't go great for some people. And I think there's a lot of confusion out there as to even who can get the marquee network. Although that's their own stupid fault, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like you could you could find that information out pretty easily. But um, DirecTV, who was supposed to get the marquee network, had some problems with their rollout. Uh, I guess a lot of people couldn't get the channel. Do you know if it was back on by game time? I don't think it was for some people. For most people, it was by game time, yeah. For- yeah, because they the game was delayed 47 times for a total of like eight hours or something like that. So finally, uh, it, it lasted long enough. The rain lasted long enough to save Marquis' ass. Well, well, what happened? What happened? What? And this is here's the thing, guys. You know, uh, there may be a lot of bitching, and let you know, people are always going to bitch about everything, and then later on, kind of. Oh, Crawley, that's Danny and I have already sworn to just bitch about Marquis for the rest of. Yeah, the <laughs> that's pretty so, much. Our but here's show, the thing: yeah. is that when you have your own network and you control your own product, at this point, they knew that it was going to be bad rain, and they knew there was a window later on to play the game. And so they just said, okay, we're going to move it to 8 o'clock. And that was done right away. There was no delays. There was no hold-ons. It was boom, done. And then they just continued with programming. So, you know, it wasn't any any big deal. They were they, they were able to kind of plan for it, and it worked out fine, smoothly. And a lot of the Cactus League games were rained out yesterday. So the Cubs definitely wanted to get this in once they saw the window. And God damn, I wish they could do this for MLB more. Because how many times do you're like, ah, oh, damn it, they've got this stupid night game, and we know it's going to rain after 6 o'clock and be torrential for three days. And there's it's beautiful right now. Like, get, get a noon start going. Just change the time, or vice versa. It's going to rain all day, so let's get the game in at night or whatever it would be. I mean, they never change the game times uh, sometimes, but very rarely do they change it early like they did, because they did it almost the whole day before. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was like Friday night. They're they're saying. Well, you know, Saturday Danny, if if they actually scheduled day games for most of these teams, there would be more of an opportunity to do that. Like, if you have a, a one twenty game scheduled, and you see that there's going to be rain, and you can back it to the five o'clock, people can actually handle that. It's when you've got a seven o'clock game, and then they're like, "Well, we're going to play this at two p.m." You know, it's like, "Oh, well." I can't fucking get there by then. And then I'm pissed because my tickets are Are garbage now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's like just start scheduling more day games and some of this stuff could actually be done. But, you know, again, the the money to be made is with night games. Yeah, of course, because that's when everybody's home. Crawley, I don't care about reality. I want what I want, (laughs) motherfucker. Just give me my day games. So, uh, (laughs) so, yeah, Marquee. Uh, well, I got to play the drop. I just love it so much. We have against the Marquee Network. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing against it, Tom. You won't um, be doing you know, about that in a year. But. And, and when it's when it's uh, sped up like that, all the voices are like higher pitch, and it sounds more like an angry mob <laughs> than it is just like you know, because like in the real time, it's like boo, boo, you know, all low. But when it's Pitched up high like that. Yeah, they sound you can like imagine that. those people have pitchforks. Yeah, and shit. pitchforks and torches. Um, so yeah, the the pitchforks and torches were out yesterday. A lot of people. This is the one that kind of. And I waited because I know better because I've been screwed before by these companies. The Hulu situation where you thought you could get the game. A lot of people signed up immediately when that news dropped on like Tuesday or Wednesday. And they're like, sweet. 
I'm going to Hulu. They called up Xfinity, told them to take a hike. I'm getting this Hulu streaming thing. They got it all set up. And then after everybody signed up and paid 50 bucks for a month of Hulu at live stream, they announced that it's not going to be on until pretty much the season begins or maybe just the end of spring training. So, And it's still not available. I, if I hearing this right like i can't get who you cannot get it no it's uh, right so it's like this fucking stupid ridiculous thing because mlb tv is out here so i don't know it's it's so fucking weird it's like it's almost like hulu plus should black out the games and give everything else but yeah a national or worldwide audience that they could have because of the internet is gone because nobody outside of that their specific like tri-state area can get the games yeah well i mean and that's just the i guess the law of or the not the law but the contracts that they signed to divvy up the whole country with the blackouts and stuff i mean this, this is a this is a bigger deal with mlb and it's it's in a completely archaic system that is Basically, they don't understand. They think it's all about pace of play, and they don't realize you you know people can't get the content that you want. Where I'm at right now in Wisconsin, if I buy MLB uh, the MLB package, where I am right now in Wisconsin, I would not be able to get Cubs, White Sox, or Brewers. Well, if you live in Iowa that has no major league team, you cannot get Kansas City, St. Louis, Minnesota, uh, Milwaukee, or either Chicago team. That's six teams, all of which you could actually go to their games. You can't even get in Iowa. So it's like out of sight, out of mind, right? So because you don't ever see them, you probably are never going to think about, hey, I should go to that game and go there. So they're losing money on both sides. Here's the thing, and this is what's kind of, you know, in my opinion, hurts baseball is that, we all agree that billionaire owners, you know, just they piss us off. But here's the thing. These small market teams, they're the ones that are pushing this because we've talked to Crane Kenny about this. I know I have, Danny. I know you have about these blackouts. And, and, and it's, it's trust me, the Cubs, the Yankees, those type of big market teams would love to be able to broadcast everything everywhere. But the smaller market teams don't want that to happen because they don't want, you know, people in California or, you know, let's say in Kansas City or people in uh, wherever to be Cubs fans. They want them, you know, they want them to be fans of teams that are more local yeah, or and, closer by. Which makes sense, except for the fact that you can also subscribe to MLB TV and be out of market like Michael is and watch the games anyway. And you're like, don't tell yeah, me. Now they're making a- it easier to be a Cubs fan in California than it is to be one in Chicago. And, and that's what's, I think, frustrating to a lot of people because, hey, there are quite a few Cubs fans that live around the Wrigley Field. Right. Go figure. <laughs> And it's just fucking stupid. Like, that's not how humans work. You're going to be a fan. Like, I could give a shit about the Rockies ever. But you know what? I follow them. I follow them because I live close. I live close. And where do I go to baseball games? At Coors Field. Why do I go there? Because it's close. Like, that's what you're going to do. So I am I am a sort of a de facto Rockies fan just because they're close. But... I can watch the games on TV as well, whereas you can watch Chicago, Cubs. Ga- you can't. Well, with the MLB package, you can probably watch Cubs games cheaper than you can watch Rockies games in your town while you're there. Because that, yeah, yeah, I have to, I can watch Rockies games because it happens to be on my 
cable package or whatever. But yeah, I watch MLB TV and the times that it pisses me off the most is when the Cubs are playing the Rockies and I have to listen to the Rockies shitty announcers. Yeah. Because I can't watch it on MLB TV. Yeah. They just, it's just stupid that they don't give you a choice to do what you want. And like people would pay. That's the thing. It's like, if you want to charge me an extra hundred bucks a year to watch all Cubs games, you know, on my phone, fine, I'll do that. But I'm not signing up for some stupid cable package when the only channel I want is the one that plays the Cubs games. You know what I mean? I'm not going to pay a hundred dollars a month for a shitload of channels. And that is their business model. Well, you have it anyway. We're just going to make five bucks off of you just for having cable anyway. But a lot of people don't. So, um, but let's get into marquee. Let's talk about it because crawl, you saw it. And you've been watching it for 24 hours straight almost. Uh, how are you enjoying it? I love it, man. It's, it's a Cub fan's dream. I always knew that, you know, I was always kind of jealous at the Yankees and the Boston and all these teams that had their own network because, you know, it's just all Cubs all the time. And that's all I kind of really care about. I, if I didn't have Cubs and HBO, I probably wouldn't even have a TV. So for me, man, it was it was just great. You know, it started, it debuted, and they kind of had – um. They just kind of on their rollout on their on their debut. They kind of introduced a lot of everything. Kind of jumped around to show the different kind of programs they had. They kind of introduced some of the on-air talent. You have Cole Wright and uh, Taylor McGregor. Who you know? Okay, hopefully she'll grow on me. I, you know, I'm I'm still a big Kelly Kroll fan. I know Danny. You know how nice she is. Yeah, she's got it. I mean, that's just it. It's like she's got a tough hill to climb because people really did like Kelly Kroll so much. And it seems because Taylor McGregor came from the Rockies. And the Rockies fans are sad to lose Taylor McGregor because they liked her. Now she's on the Cubs, who's she's replacing Kelly Kroll, where everybody's sad that she left to go to Atlanta, where everybody's sad that the Atlanta person left, that Kelly's <laughs> repl- replacing. And it's just like, why didn't everybody just stay where they were, where everybody liked them? But, you know, anyway. in some of those early shows, they had, uh, you know, Dempster talking to Theo and John Lester, which was kind of cool. You had Grace and Rizzo. For me, you know, Big Mark Grace guy growing up, and so seeing him and, and Rizzo, one of my favorite current players, that was a lot of fun. Um, they had Lou Pinella uh, talking to Rick Sutcliffe and uh, Chris oh, Bryant, which was uh, they, they've showed that on their YouTube clips, kind of like their their kind of like previews, which was really fun. But uh, it was great, and then uh, it went to the Cubs countdown for the top ten games, which really started to cause that was the first real marquee controversy as far as programming yeah, within an hour of being on as a channel people were like what the fuck marquee you can't believe because I, I couldn't believe it either like i didn't i didn't watch it but i was watching it all vicariously through twitter and everybody's reactions to what was going on which was maybe more entertaining than actually watching the channel but um number two tell us about number two of the well, top 10 games that the cubs have ever played Right, I was live tweeting it yesterday, and I just thought, like, okay, let's see what this is and see how fun it is. So they're they're gonna they're gonna do this uh, top ten. You know, I'm trying to think about the wording because I don't want to get it wrong. Most significant or something, Cubs games, whatever. So they go down the list, and at first we're kind of looking and saying to ourselves, well, "Wait a sec, why is uh, why is uh, losses on there? Like games that they lost." <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> This is like this is like a, a VHS tape that they found in the closet <laughs> exactly. from like 2001, and they're just like, ah, well, this is all we have. So if if you didn't have a chance to watch, I was live tweeting it. Number ten was the first night game at Wrigley Field, eight eight eighty eight. 
You guys Which remember that got, got rained out? They got that game yeah. got rained out. So the, well, then, the, the tenth most top ten game was a game that never fucking got played. All right, go on. Right, it does they, does they not exist the, in the scorebooks anywhere. Right, but in, but then they showed you know the, the clips from the next game and 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 but it was cool to see like an eight eighty eight. They had all the video of the you know of the players doing the slip and slide. Jody Davis oh, and yeah. uh, Doug Maddox doing the slip and slide on the tarp. So that was kind of cool. And one thing that blew my mind that I completely forgot, they played the game the next day. The Cubs won. But Vance Law, you all remember Vance Law. Sure. He does a tarp catch. uh, Well, I think he should have patented it before Anthony Rizzo. He's on the tarp, makes a great play to get the ball in the the stands. And then this is where all of a sudden I had my first kind of like whoa moment on this. Number nine was the Kerry Wood 20 strikeout game. Where when you talk about it, Bill James rates that as the best, greatest pitch game of all time, and that's at number nine. So I'm like, okay. Uh, number eight was Ernie's 500th home run off Pat Jarvis in Atlanta, which kind of shocked me. I'm like, okay, wait a sec. I think Kerry Woods' game was better than just the five. I mean, that was yeah. a milestone home run, but that was nowhere near the impact. Yeah, I mean, we don't was, even know okay. if they won. We don't. Know, did they even win the game that Ernie Banks hit his 500th home run in? I don't know. Yeah, they won the game, but but it was it was really kind of not as not as like it wasn't like the game winning home run or something. It was just yeah. a okay. Six- now at, at this point, though, I could kind of see it. I think there might have been seven wins in 2016 that you could throw up there, or maybe you add in, you know, one of the. Uh, you know, the 2015 games, like there's seven spots there that you could just put playoff wins, right? Oh yeah. Right. Just 2016 playoff wins. So I'm, so I'm assuming that's what they did, right? Crawley? No, <laughs> <laughs> not even close. So number seven was world series game five, which, which again, is a hell of a game, hell of a game, but all the way down to number seven, number six was yeah, the right. 1979 game Cubs versus Phillies, which they lost. Twenty three to twenty two. Oh, the slugfest. Yeah. Um, okay. And seventy nine. I don't remember that being a particularly good year for the Cubs. But no. Number five. Cubs beating the Cardinals in NLDS game four, eliminating the Cardinals. That was and awesome. It, yep, it was really was, cool to see uh, Javi Baez hit one all the way up in the high right field bleachers off John Lackey. He didn't look too happy. <laughs> That's back when we hated Lackey, and then we still hated him, but we hated him on our team. Number four was the Sandberg game. We hated him like our uncle. Yeah. <laughs> four was the Sandberg game, which, again, obviously clearly an important game that a lot of us remember. Number three, in my opinion, was the greatest game I ever attended, which was uh, NLCS game six versus the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. Miggy Slam. No, no, no. Miggy oh, no. Slam's game one. Game that didn't one. even yeah, make yeah, the top yeah. ten. Yeah. So this yeah. was game six. This oh, yeah. Was, the, the Kershaw. This was, uh, yeah. Kershaw versus uh, Hendricks. Yeah. And so that that definitely I could see being up there at number three. And then all of a sudden we get to number two, and it is the Bartman game, the 2003 <laughs> Bartman game. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Num- <laughs> we have against the Marquee Network. <laughs> oh, my God. Believe like- me. You won't be booing about that in a year. <laughs> Sorry, I I'll just- be booing about that choice in a year. That's <laughs> that that might be the worst <laughs> game that I ever saw. Yeah. Well, it might not be best game. It's just top. What, what did they call it? I, I got to take a look. at It was like it just top 10 most significant games, maybe. Yeah, that was significant. All right. But nobody wants. Then, here's the thing. Nobody wants to see Bartman on a Cubs channel ever again. They're fucking done. Leave yes. it alone. He asked you to leave it alone. And, and you're like, OK, um, here's a World Series ring. Oh, OK. Here you are in the first hour on our new network. It's like, dude, leave it alone. 
Nobody wants to hear about Bartman anymore. Let that that's for other fans of other teams to bring up to us. And number one, clearly game seven of the World Series. So, I mean, there's no yeah, doubt right. about that. But I just, I, I tweeted out, number one is clearly game seven. I'm still stunned about number two is my exact. Yeah. Number two <laughs> is a big <laughs> number two. Point. Let me tell you about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to give you 10. I could give you a, a few. Like, obviously, game seven is going to be the top, you know. But then, like, I would say the uh, was, was game six against the Dodgers to get to the World Series. Well, that was in there. Right, yeah. but that, but to me, that's two. Like one is Game Seven, two is the game, uh, and I feel like I'm I'm fucking this up. It was Game Six, right? Game, yeah, yeah. Game, game, game Six, six against, the against the Dodgers. Like yeah. that, those have to be the top two fucking games, right? Well, here's the thing: is, and I was talking to my dad about this. I was saying, you know, they should have kind of done it differently, like top ten postseason games or top ten most significant games, you know. The top, uh, top 10, 10 most games. significant games in the, on the fucking planet for the Cubs are those two games, in my opinion, right. because they didn't, they didn't have game four of against San Francisco. They didn't have, you know, just so many incredible games. to win the NLDS that year. Yeah, it should have. Yeah, they, that could be number three. <laughs> fucking no problem. Well, right, so, and they can make I mean, a lot I mean, more shows, too, if you div- divide it up into like uh, make the top t- 10 most heartbreaking losses make the top you know, 10 greatest pitching performances. Yeah. Top 10 comebacks. Yeah. Top 10 walk-offs, you know, top 10 craziest games, you know, then you put the 23, 22 there. You put the one where they, that one where it was two years ago in April versus the Braves where they were down 10, two. Yeah. And they yeah. came back and in, in the, in the snowy fog, <laughs> that was yeah. the now, snow rain uh, fog that was happening. It was the worst weather ever. Is, after after is that, this they, significant though, like, that's the thing. If if you're saying that this was the most signi- these were the most significant games. No, but we're talking about other shows. Like that would be the top ten crazy games. Like if they divided it up, what they did was just do like whatever. Here's ten right, games and and I'm three. agreeing with you. That's what they should be. They're calling these significant. Games. Well, they're not. We I, we don't know what they're calling them. We forgot the, the title. Oh, okay. That's the thing. Yeah, don't get caught up on our misinformation. All right, we're now, we're good at this stuff. After that, they had 2020 Cubs convention, which I think could have been done better. You know, it was it was okay. They you know they they get they love the kids. Did only it thing, start with the booing of the marquee? There, there was clearly no booing, and they clearly <laughs> did not play my question for Theo about uh, minor league pay and when are you going to pay him. Which actually they did yeah. finally do that. Yeah, that's great. Fifty um, percent no, raise. Didn't. Well, they didn't Don't pay him. Fucking buy the hype. It's just like the tickets are cheaper this year. It's the same thing. Well, they still can't afford to live. Yeah, yeah, they can't <laughs> afford to live. They gave them more money, but more money is only that. good to be less in debt. I, I think they they matched what Toronto did. Is yeah. my understanding. Um, but then they did the best of Cubs YouTube, which was okay. I was disappointed because if. If you've watched YouTube and they and I I went head to head up with Gary Pressy and it was considered a draw. Nobody had ever beaten Gary Pressy in this trivia game they have on their YouTube channel. And Even you Jeopardy James did not beat him. Lost to Gary Pressy. Gary Pressy could not. Me and it, we were at an absolute stalemate and it couldn't. They ran out of questions. They ran out of questions. I remember that. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of funny. After- it's like, oh, here's our original marquee content, the best of YouTube. And I'm like, oh, how will I ever get access? <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, go to YouTube. It's just kind but, of uh, funny. It's like original programming. You think they, you know, it's it's the fucking it's in the title of the that that is in the title of the show. 
YouTube, the a completely first, different brand that you can watch. The first original documentary they ever had was Next, and that was the uh, More Than Mr. Cubs, Ernie Bank, which was a really, really good documentary. Um, you know, like I said, you, you judge these things. I would have done things a little bit differently, but but in general, it, they, they've uh, interviewed a lot of the, the his old teammates that are still alive. I would have liked to have seen some Santo clips in there and stuff like that. I didn't think there was enough of that, but, uh, you know, it was really good, and the thing I liked about it is it went through his life, and and Danny, I know you're you're a big advocate of the um, the Negro Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my I god, know you I went there, place. and so they did interview some people from there, and uh, and they had a lot of great archival footage of uh, Buck O'Neill. Oh yeah, and, uh, and Cool Papa Bell, and some of those great Negro League players that should have been in the MLB. So but- was Bob Kendrick in it? Is that who they had? I believe so. Big, handsome, tall black man in a suit. I believe so. He was sitting. But yeah. he was wearing his team. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen Bob sit before. <laughs> that must be him. Um, so, uh, no, I love really He's cool. so awesome. He's been doing stuff with Harold Reynolds for Black History Month all February on the MLB Network, too. So I've, he's been around. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad that people know him because he's the best. And, and so that's the thing that kind of bothered me a little or not bothered me, but I, I tweeted it out that. I think the Cubs have done a real piss poor job about not giving Buck O'Neill the credit that he totally. deserves in uh, the history of this organization, how he, how important he was into integrating and scouting and signing a lot of the uh, African-American players that everybody loves, whether it was uh, Billy Williams, Banks, Billy Williams. He prevented Billy Williams from quitting baseball. Yeah. Billy Williams he, went back to fucking Alabama. He was like, fuck this shit. I'm going to Alabama and Buck O'Neill went down there and, freaking got him with his car and drove him back to Chicago or something like that. Did he tell right. that story? He did not know that. No, this was all about Ernie. Oh, right, right. So, um, you know, it was it was just it was awesome to see that. And like I said, there was some footage I'd never seen of Ernie with Buck O'Neill. Uh, and so and, and there's like a really cool story about how, um, you know, Buck O'Neill one time, you know, Ernie wasn't with the Cubs yet, but, you know, they were in Chicago and he told Ernie to get him, you know, to meet him at seven in the morning at the hotel. And Buck's just kind of driving around talking. And then they pull up to Wrigley Field and up, go upstairs and sign the contracts with Ernie. So that was, it was really cool. And they were, you know, just talking about that. So that was really good. Um, that, that, that does sound awesome. And wouldn't it be, wouldn't it have been wonderful? This is a hundredth anniversary of the Negro League's like official beginning. If Marquis could have started with like a full on show just about Negro leagues, because it would obviously have Buck O'Neill and it would have Ernie Banks and, you know, they could bring Fergie Jenkins in for talks and stuff like there could be a lot of good stuff that they could have done just on that, that I would have loved to hear about. Well, why don't you get a job there and suggest it, Michael Cotton? Well, so <laughs> you know what? They they kicked me out because they said they were going to do the best of YouTube. And I said, oh, you know what else we can do? A very special punky Brewster where she goes to the Cubs game in 1984. And uh, and my interview ended right then. <laughs> they were like, um. <laughs> so they, they were all 28 years old and they were like, punky what? <laughs> If you were a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto, you wouldn't be hearing this ad right now. You'd still be hearing us talk about the Cubs. But instead, you gotta listen to me right now, because you gotta you gotta help support this show, yo. Sunranto.com slash shopping is how you can do it. If you buy tickets on StubHub, 
if you use Amazon and uh, search for things through search bars on Amazon, if you buy Cubs gear from MLB.com, if you buy Cubs gear from Fanatics, Fans Edge, if you buy shoes from Reebok, if you buy NFL gear, if you buy a bare mattress, condoms, vibrators, wine, beer, I hate clown shirts, and we got everything. Just go to sunranto.com slash shopping, click on our links, use them, buy crap. We get a little bit of money for advertising for those places, and it helps out the show. It's a win-win. You were going to buy crap anyway. Buy it through us, especially your Amazon stuff. Amazon search bar. Get all your Cubs gear through us. Get anything you buy on Amazon through us. StubHub, I'm going to mention it again because that's a big one. They pay. So use our StubHub link. And uh, I guess that, that's all i got to say for you guys. But please, become a Patreon subscriber so I don't have to bother you with this crap. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. And if you're not going to do that, use Sunranto.com slash shopping. It's very simple. All right. Let's talk about the Cubs again. I mean, it was... The thing is that they should have done is started the channel on Wednesday or something to get out the kinks so that people weren't freaking out yesterday. I felt really, really bad for uh, a woman that works at RCN named Karen. <laughs> I don't know if... <laughs> poor, poor Karen. Poor fucking Karen at RCN. Fucking just... Because they... Yeah, that's another one that didn't work right away, right? I, I don't know what happened with that eventually. Did those people get the channel? I think they did. Yeah, I it, think they did right away, RCN. Yeah, but some people weren't getting it, and they are like, turn off your cable box, turn it back so, on. Yeah, and there th- was there's a lot of there, – obviously, there's going to be these technical glitches, and one of them is if you didn't have, like, more up-to-date, like, boxes, you know? You know how you can swap out your yeah. cable boxes or different boxes? If you kind of, like, had an older one, then it, it was going to be problems. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, but I think it's all kind of fixed now. Of course, Xfinity still doesn't have the channel, and – I'm interested to see because, you know, Michael, you're right. Like, it, I think that they do have the opportunity to do a lot of really cool programming. Um, it's all going to cost money. These shows are not that cheap to produce. I mean, um, well, and the other thing, like with that Hulu Plus, like they don't have to show necessarily the games on Hulu Plus if it's out of their MLB contract. But all these other shows, the Cubs own those, right? Like, yeah. that's not MLB content. Well, and, that's Cubs content. And I, and I honestly, I would have watched well, you some would, of these shows. Well, well, you would have watched maybe the Ernie Banks documentary or something. And so would I. But I'm guessing that there's got to be some other way to watch this documentary at some point. Because, you know, they're going to sell it to Netflix or they're going to sell it to Amazon or something. And then they'll get make more money as it plays on those services because they I'm going to disagree with that because the whole point is to have everything exclusive content and to get people to draw there. So if you can get those type of things, there's a lot of people that already have Netflix that would just be like, no, yep. to get the marquee. They I don't think they're giving the it on the marquee. I think, yeah, this, this is basically Disney plus for Cubs fans. Correct. There's a reason everybody's starting their own thing because Netflix was making all the money and they don't want Netflix to get that money. I mean, maybe not Netflix. I guarantee. I mean, they might even put it out on YouTube for rental. You know what I mean? Like it, maybe you can rent it. Like there's going to be oh, other I could ways. See it on Amazon well, when as a talking, rental. But they when can you're make talking more money. Anyway, they can make more money. YouTube, the, the, the hope next is that YouTube TV is going to be the next streaming service at signs. Yeah, that's what they say. 
Um, yeah. and, and I guess they're they're still not going to get that all kind of done. And well, I opening day is the next big deadline, right? So they have uh, a month, a little bit more than a month. And and unfortunately, we knew this is what it was going to come down to. You know what I mean? Is that you know, especially between Comcast and the Cubs, is basically a pissing match right now. And what you have to be careful is that when you sign these contracts, when the Cubs sign with uh, what is it, Directv or AT and T or or any of these, there's language in the contract that okay. And and Crane talked about the uh, he didn't talk about it specifically, but he said when he talked about Comcast, everybody was offered the same deal. Okay, now if all of a sudden Comcast says we want a better deal because we have more Chicago homes and they negotiate a better deal, then all the contracts that they had already signed with all those other um, carriers have to then that will that will create a there's a clause in there that now they would then pay the same thing that Comcast would pay. Wow, I did not know that. Correct. So it's it's not it's not any it's every you know. Can I go on a rant here real quick? Yeah, here? please. I, I, I am I am damn tired of these people acting like Comcast is some upstart little business mom and pop shop. <laughs> Anyone that knows any and I've heard a lot about this. We got a lot of cup fans on Twitter that you know that that aren't local, okay? That don't deal with Comcast. You know anything about Comcast? They're one of the biggest asshole companies that you could potentially ever deal with. Yes, I know the Cubs and Sinclair. You can tell me that. But if you think that Comcast is any better, Take a look at what their ratings are as far as customer service. They're in the shitter. People hate Comcast, and they've been loving the idea of cutting the cord. So please, don't make this into the Cubs are the big bag monolith corporation with Sinclair, and Comcast is this poor, innocent victim in this. Comcast has been treating their customers like shit for years. Absolutely. I totally agree. All cable companies treat their yeah. cu- their customers like shit. And Comcast trying to get this better deal and not doing marquee, I think that's fucking over their customers right now, too. I uh, and, and here, and here's the thing: give us that, the uh, fucking channel. Come on, Comcast assholes. is a monopolistic company here, and here's why: Comcast has stock in, has shares in, uh, used to be, Com- sorry, Danny, used to be your guys at Comcast Sportnet, which is now NBC, NBC Sports. NBC Sports, yeah. Okay, so what's happening is Comcast has a financial investment in making sure their network, which will be competing directly with the Cubs, Cubs versus Sox, and trying to get eyes on baseball. So for them, it works out better if the Cubs aren't, the marquee network's not on their station, or at the very least, if they can hurt the Cubs network by, again, triggering those elevator clauses. Yeah. Yeah, exa- well, I know. Fuck, fuck Comcast, and, you know, obviously, people just want the channel at this point. It, right. And... and- and you're right. The Cubs just can't. If they offer the same thing to everybody, which I don't know if I believe them, but if they if that is the case, then yeah, fucking everybody's got to pay the same. And if that's what it's going to be, if they, th- I mean, I would like to see the details of the deal. We're not going to get to. Um, we're only going to see the result of it at the end of a cable bill, at the the last number that you see on your cable bill, um, that going up. So yeah, fuck, fuck them all. It's just rich dudes fucking pissing at each other, and I agree. That's exactly it's just a pissing contest, and they and everybody's held hostage in the meantime, and it it just sucks. Right, and and I totally agree with you, Crowley, about you know Comcast being a shit company, and you know that they they are super responsible for a lot of this. But you know, most of what you said could easily have just had Ricketts instead of Comcast thrown in there, and it's kind of the same thing. I mean, baseball is a fucking monopoly, and you know, they they tend to screw us over at the same time. So it's kind of like when you hate both parties and then 
somehow you're rooting for one over the other, which doesn't really make sense. Well, anymore. you just root for yourself, you but know, yeah, and, and root, root for Cubs fans. That's who here's I root thing. for. What the marquee is offering me is what I always wished for. And I, I remember talking at CubsCon and asking Crane this. I'm talking in the in the aughts, in the 2006, 2007. Why don't we have our own network? Why can't we watch this stuff? There's a lot of people that can't afford to go out to CubsCon that live out of state. That would be awesome if they could watch it on TV. I would love to see some more documentaries. Hey, you know what? You remember last year when the Cubs game got bumped into by, by Bachelor, Bachelor on Love Island? <laughs> no, that's bullshit, and I that don't want was, to see that stuff. To Here's be fair, what I want. to be fair, want, that was a great episode of The Bachelor. <laughs> right, I want Cubs twenty four seven injected into my veins. That's what I want. I don't care about the White Sox, Bulls, or Blackhawks. I watch Comcast Sportsnet for one, two things: Cubs game and beer money. Other than that, I don't watch much TV in general. So I, I've been dreaming about this forever, and and and. When Crane talked about it before, he was talking about, you know, well, you couldn't do a Ernie Banks documentary because then the Sox would say, where's our Minnie Minoso documentary? And then how many times have, been, have, you, have, you had to, have you had to look for channels if you live in the Chicagoland area? I, I love Comcast when people Sportsnet make arguments Or like Comcast that. Sportsnet Plus. Yeah, I love when people make arguments like that. We can't do an Ernie Banks documentary because then the White Sox would want a Minnie Minoso documentary. Well, it is. What well, give Crane's- us a fucking Minnie Minoso one, too. I'm happy to hear, see it all. Like, <laughs> fucking- they just don't want I- it. Spend yeah. the money. Um, yeah, no. We give I, you ice cream. We got to give everybody ice cream. Well, everybody fucking loves ice cream. Let's do it. I wish that you could just pay. I would pay the money directly to Marquee. Just give, you know, I'd pay as much as I pay for MLB TV, which is like 140 bucks a year or something like that. Just give that right to the Ricketts and let me watch each game. Or let me uh, fucking pay you a dollar a game and I'll watch, you know, whatever I want to watch, you know? It is everybody's dream that this, and who knows if one day it'll be a reality, but that Marquee would be a standalone app. Yeah, I would pay them $300 a year, like a dollar a day to have all that content that I could just have on my Apple TV and on my phone. Because, you know, when I have a game on... Because I'm not going to sit and watch all these shows, and they're going to repeat themselves. Like this, Ernie Banks documentary is going to play for you know a few times. You know, I'm I'm guessing, and then a lot of it's just going to be you know people sitting around talking about the Cubs, and then I guess they're going to have soccer and other things too, and infomercials probably will be on there late night. Um, did they have any of that last night, or did they replay anything from earlier? Uh, or after the game, then they started replaying things. Yeah, does it like what was? I, I just wonder what 3 a.m. looked like because I don't know. Yeah, repeats. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're going to have a, a lot of time to fill. So I think we're going to see a lot of different shit. But I just wish that, you know, I could just pay for what I want and not right. everything else. Just let me pay and I will pay more than you would be getting just because I can do what I want. You know, that's what we want. And unfortunately, because of the archaic blackout rules and Rob Manfred hating baseball, we're going to be fucked for I don't know how much longer. Probably as long as as long as they keep making money the way they're doing it, they're not going to change. That's you know. They have and no this, I mean, this is not just baseball. This is everything. Like, see how excited people are about HBO, the standalone app, and and everyone's moving that way. Ideally, because think about it, I have cable TV. I got like three hundred channels, and I watch two. Yeah. I watch HBO, and I watch. Uh, previously, I watch whatever channel the Cubs are on. That's what I watch. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was a baseball game. Should we talk about that? I mean, there and there was going to be another one today in a couple hours, so that's exciting. Um, and uh, it was delayed by rain, which we, which, well, that is quite the aus- 
inauspicious. I can't never say that fucking word. Inauspicious? Inauspicious beginning. It's hard because the S's get caught on my front teeth. I honestly, I think you nailed inauspicious, but you couldn't get to the next word off of it. Yeah, in a th- 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 <laughs> but it was a in, in us th- in us, I can't do it. In us, <laughs> now, in, now you're in your now head. I'm in my head. Inauspicious debut. There it was. Delayed by rain. Uh, puke versus Mills. <laughs> I know his name is. I know his name is Puck. But that guy looked cool. He looked like well, a fucking lead cigarette. Is necessarily a better name. It's pretty cool, Puck. <laughs> But uh, he looked like get the puck out of here. Yeah, get yeah. the puck out of, and he and he did get the puck out of there after an inning. But uh, didn't he look like uh, what's that? Uh, what's that band that sang? Saying I love you. Extreme. <laughs> extreme. Yes. Oh Jesus! He, he looked like one of the extreme guys. He's like that long, straight hair going down his back. Um, and Alec Mills was in there, and. Uh, it looked really good. I mean, I you know I was over analyzing everything because it's so early, like it's the first baseball we've seen of the Cubs, and so I don't know if I, you guys were this way, but I was like, look at the movement on that fastball. The pitch lab is really working wonders, and I you know over analyze every moment. But I thought Alec Mills looked great, and I actually have pretty high hopes for that guy. So on Twitter, I, I asked my I asked my followers who did AJ Puck look like. Uh, our friend uh, Dallas Aussie Cub said a young hipster John Lester. All right. Um, I had a couple Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Lindsay Lohan. All right. Uh, Sean Marshall and John Lester. If the baby had long hair, the best one that I thought though was the kid. Do you remember the kid from uh, Dazed and Confused, Mitch? Oh yeah. oh yeah, he was a pitcher in that movie. And then someone had one of the avatars. Yeah, yeah. JD brought up a uh, big unit, Randy Johnson, a little bit. Yeah, I guess the guy. Was- and I guess the guy's been working with or talking to him or something. He's a mentor, but apparently he's only talking about the long hair, shitty. But uh, what what do you guys think? I mean, it's so hard to tell. But let's just talk about like the pitchers real quick that were in that game that play that they played yesterday. You had Mills and then Cotton, who got the win. Congratulations, Michael. Um, I know. I'm so happy. He's sending me the game ball. But the Cubs, you know, everybody, with the exception of Tyler Olsen, uh, looked really good. I mean, you know, you had that dude, Jason Adam, even though I think he walked two, he walked but, two but he and struck, struck out, out the three. side. Yeah. And then uh, Mekis looked really great. He was dialing it up in the high 90s uh, out there. Mekis is easily somebody, you know, when I, when I was kind of just kind of scribbling some notes, the guys that impressed me the most, I really liked, uh, I like obviously cotton, not just because of Michael and, and Mekis really. And then, uh, Underwood, I thought looked decent. Yeah. He go, only gave up a hit. He struck out one. I liked cotton's look with the uh, high socks. That was kind of cool. That was him, right? Yep. And, uh, yeah, we saw everybody in this game, CD Pelham pitched and stuff. And, you know, everybody looked really good and it's really impossible. I forgot that Rex brothers is, uh, he struck out too. I forgot that he's on the team and I was like, who the fuck is that? And I was like trying to read his uniform. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Rex brothers. He was, yeah, I I just turned it off once they started pulling, uh, position players. Yeah, it, it got hard to watch at a point. Although I did notice that, you know, unlike a lot of these minor league baseball games, when you look at the box score and there's like five guys that played first base, four guys that played left field, they only made one substitution. 
they had uh, all the regulars took one or two at bats, played a couple innings, and then it was the minor leaguers for the rest of the game, which I thought was like really cool. Except for the game still fucking took forever. It was three hours and twenty minutes. I'm like, come on, guys. This you sh- know, I thought that, that that there was a lot of you know, uh, you saw Jim Brony hit that three run home run, which was nice. Uh, Azuaje, who's in the stable of second baseman, made a really nice play to Zach Short at shortstop. Yeah, that double or, was that a double play there? Or, or it, that, no, it was, a, it, was it was just to get the out. But Azuaje was moving away from first, picked the ball, tossed it to Short, who was heading towards first, who was playing short, and and they got through it to Joseph for the out. So it was just a well, it wasn't a double play, but it was a four six three. Yeah, and it was fancy as hell. And uh, the nice thing too, KB comes out as our new leadoff hitter, which we got to talk about because that kind of dropped this week since we talked last. And I believe we've been saying this, you know, basically every time that the Cubs have needed a leadoff hitter, which is basically the last three years, when you're like, okay, who should it be? Who should it be? And you just look straight at the stats and you're like, who's got the best OBP, gets on base the most, and it's always Chris Bryant. And you're like, why isn't Chris Bryant the leadoff hitter? And then the word is he didn't want to do it. He wants bad thirds because they'll get more money in the future. And none of that, I think, is true. I think Chris Bryant is now the leadoff hitter, and I'm super psyched about it because I think he's going to be awesome at it. He he did. He drove in two. He got a hit. He did strike out in his first at-bat, which was pretty sinking feeling, but... If you looked at Puck, he had, you know, he had some good movement on his stuff. And yeah, Brian struck out, you know, and so that's going to happen sometimes. You want to see some pitches and see what the guy has. And you're the first one that has to go in there. But the impressive thing was that, that don't, that he had that single that was with, uh, two outs and runners at second and third. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, super clutch. Super clutch hits hits the single to drive in two runs. The first two runs as well. Yep. They opened the scoring. Mm mm. No, Wilson, was it the, the, Wilson, Wilson hit the solo home run, home yeah, run. Was job before that. Which, can we talk about Wilson for a moment? Fucking mid-season form out there. <laughs> Freaking hits the dong, rounded first base, pointing up at the sky at the or at the bleachers, it looked like, you know, uh, or the berm out there, and just celebrating everything so intense. He's, like, diving all over the field. He blocks a ball, runs out, like, halfway to the pitcher's mound, throws a guy out at second base trying to take the – trying to take the extra oh yeah the the trail runner which was brilliant because he was never getting the lead runner on that yeah yeah no mid-season like he just came out swinging it was so good to see and uh cubs put up 12 runs overall so now when you when we talk about chris bryant at leadoff you know one one of the most underrated aspects of his game is what a good base runner he is and what a smart base runner he is. Yeah. He's he's not a guy that when you see him like like you know who is that little guy that they had before that was just a speedster that would come in. Juan Pierre? You know, no, no, you know no no that was like uh Terrence Gore. Oh, oh yeah, more recently, yeah. More recent, yeah. But with Terrence Gore where that but he's not that but Chris has got real long strides obviously, really tall guy. And and in the way that he cuts bases is really good. So I think that's going to help it lead off and if he yeah, did, he's never going to steal bases, but he goes first to third better than anybody else. So that's going to help you in the long run. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. And then the other thing I kind of noticed is good is that, you know, I think all the starters had about, what, two at-bats? And yeah. most of them either got one hit or one walk. So if you look for Bryant, he was one for two with that, with that uh, two-run RBI single. You had Rizzo, who went 0 for 1, but he had a walk. You had Baez, who went 0 for 1 and had a walk. Award yeah. Hope for one had a Baez walk. walk. I mean, that's yeah. impressive right there. Wilson Contreras with the bomb we talked about. He was one for two. 
Uh, Jason Kipnis, I don't know if you know this, but he went to Northbrook and was a Cub fan, but he was... You don't uh, say. Hope <laughs> <laughs> for one with a walk. Yeah. You know, the only one that really didn't from the lineup was our friend, Mr. Sousaphone. Su- yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't have a great debut. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, David Bodie with two hits. Yeah. Well, and then you got the DH in this game, which Bodie was, and then you got Almora ninth, which I kind of liked the look at look of that, even though I'm not a DH fan. But uh, still, I was I'm like, hey, when we have that capability, you know, I think that you need to like you got Bodie in the eighth spot as the DH in here. I think that should be the pitcher spot because if you do have Chris Bryant as your number one, I think you want at least somebody hitting in front of him for most of the game. Or and for David at least Ross first, has talked about that yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and, and granted, it's only going to be for the first whatever innings. I think you play it by maybe who's pitching. Because if you're throwing somebody out there that you think you're only going to get four or five innings, then you're only talking about two at-bats. But if you're throwing somebody out there that you're hoping to extend longer, maybe can go seven, eight, you know, then you're talking about a lot more at-bats and maybe bat the pitcher eighth at that point just to get somebody on and uh, just to get the possibility of somebody to get on in front of uh, KB. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, th- that was the problem last year. Like the, but the bottom half of our lineup was a fucking black hole and it was not fun. So uh, there was nobody on ever. In well, front so, of so was the top half. I mean, <laughs> there was KB in the number two spot and the number one spot was never on base. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if you were hot, like when Hayward was hot, they're like, "All right, here's our leadoff guy," and then that, and then he fucking went off a cliff. It was cooled him out, right? Yeah, off. it was it was wild. Um, so what else? I mean, the, the other thing I like about it is because you know we're all old enough to remember the uh, daily double, you know, the old um, Dernier Sandberg, Dernier Sandberg yeah. daily double, and that's what this is kind of giving me. You got Brizzo up top, and it's like the new. The new daily double is what it feels and then, like. And then if you remember in 84, you know, the Sarge, I think, in 84 led the team in RBIs, you know. So when you talk about a slugger, like uh, Schwarber was the best hitter out of all of them in the second half of the season. Yeah. So if he can continue doing what he did in that second half, if he can really – if this is the year that he puts it all together, that you know, this can be really interesting, that top five. You know, when you talk about going Bryant, Rizzo, uh, uh, Baez – uh, Schwarber and then Contreras. That's yeah, pretty darn well, good. And, and let's talk about that Javi walk. It seems weird, right? But uh, that walk looked like he didn't even all those pitches that he did not swing on. He didn't look like he was going for it at all. You know what I mean? Like he was spitting on him. Is he? Yeah, he was spitting on him for sure. Like, is he now? going like would it be amazing if he could do this like he all of a sudden has like great plate discipline because it looked much more disciplined than we've seen him in the past am i right or well, i mean obviously small sample size he's got maybe more, he's gotten more and more disciplined every year yeah and, 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 and let me just say that reminds you of another famous cub player which is uh sammy sosa used to have the same exact problem with the slider low and away. He couldn't lay off it, just like Javi. And then once he started laying off it, obviously the roids would help, but, you know, it it was a different story once he started laying off that pitch. Yeah. And if Javi's in that third spot and you just went through KB, then Rizzo, 
and your thought is I'm, you know, I'm not going to throw him anything to hit. And then he walks and then you get Contreras like, or Schwarber, you know, and you get, I mean, well, you get them both coming up. I mean, that's a, that's a dangerous top of the lineup there, especially if Javi has the discipline that it looks like he might have. And like you say, he's always gotten better at it. Yeah, I mean, it's the one thing he had to work on the most when he first came up. And so, obviously, he's put a lot of time and effort into figuring all that out. And, hell, I mean, here's another year in the big leagues. He's still young. He's under 30 years old. He, you know, I think he's going to have a long career in this game. And I think he's just going to keep getting better because he's such a smart ball player. You know, he already has the instincts. And then you put experience on top of that. I mean, you know, we all think of these guys as young because we all kind of came up with them. You're, we watch them come up together. And we're old. And we're old. <laughs> and we so we think of them as young. But, you know, they've been around a while. Like, they're turning into, like, the veteran. Javi's been there Ideally, since this 2014. Is, this, is, this, is, this should be their uh, prime right now. They should really now, not Rizzo, but more the Baez, the Contreras, the Bryants. Yeah. this should is, be entering their prime, really. And Schwarber, well, and I don't Schwarber think too. Rizzo's really dropping off. I mean, he had a rough year last year, but he also had some injuries that's the biggest danger with him. Yeah, because it's those those are piling up year after year. Um, <laughs> the poor guy, he had quite the the game. That that crazy. It was a tough play. That foul ball that he went chased down the line, and uh, he got a glove on it, but didn't catch it. And then, um, but he was mic'd up after that. I I heard that mic'd up stuff. That was great. He was pissed about that slider. <laughs> Yeah, he was a 3-0 count, and he got a slider. He was sure he was getting a fastball. It really irritated him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's spring, damn it. What are you throwing me fucking sliders for? First day. Um, <laughs> right, so- it, because he did tee up on it, too. He was like, oh, there's there's just a, a fastball coming, and he's thinking to go out, out of the park. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, it's and, a little and, funny. As we're talking about this, that was one of the things about the broadcast of what they're talking about is giving you more all access, more of that mic'd up stuff, more, you know, I don't know if they're going to do interviews with the uh, coaches, but they had, they do this in spring a lot. They had Tommy Hadovy out there. Uh, David Ross for his very first game was sick, had the flu. Oh God. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Andy, that was <laughs> hilarious. He was just not there. And Andy Scott was uh, coaching it, but uh, the bench coach, but uh, the funny thing is, uh, they had Jed Hoyer on, um, on uh, during the broadcast, and he, he made some sort of joke to uh, about David Ross. Yeah, he said he called him and said, "Yep, Lou Gehrig, you're not, you're no Iron Man, you know." Uh, first, yeah, <laughs> first game he misses. Oh God. Uh, yeah, and- but the other cool thing about it is they're going to have so many new camera angles. Um, Mark Grace was in for about two, three innings, and that was a lot of fun. And I, you know, it was really cool to hear the the relationship that Grace had with uh, JD. Uh, they were talking about a lot of stuff and kind of laughing at each other and, and talking about the old days. It was fun. I I don't know, like like I said, three man booths we get nervous about, but uh, if yeah, it's I, done in short doses, it's going to be good. Okay, one more interruption here before. I shut up about these ads I got to do, but mybookie.ag is where you got to go and place your bets on the Cubs this year. You know, I mentioned this on other shows, but the Cubs are now plus 2,600 to win the World Series. You know, I like the look of this team. They win 12 to 2 yesterday, spring training, I know. But come on, I like the look of this team. They look good. 
They look sharp. They look tight. Put your money down at mybookie.ag on the Cubs to win the World Series because that bet will pay if you win. So go to mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHAIR. They're going to double your first deposit. And uh, you just should do it because you play, you win, and then you get paid. Now become a Patreon subscriber so you don't have to be interrupted with all this Cubs talk and ad. Come on now, people. Thanks for listening. Back to the show. Yeah, I had already checked out. You know, I'm, I'm sorry to everybody out there who was like, oh, I watched every goddamn pitch and I fucking went over. I was like, seriously, this this game went through. Uh, the Hadavi stuff was interesting, went on a little long for me. I wanted to get back to more of the game. And then once they started pulling people, I was like, I'm done. So I didn't even see the, the grace stuff. I'm still watching marquee right now. It's on right now. <laughs> it, yeah. The 20, you're going on uh, to what? 25 hours now. Cause they started early too, right? They st- no, they started. They, they, st- I, I tuned it at one o'clock. And so, you know, they did run some things earlier there, I think, you know, but uh, yeah, right now it's, um, um, at hour number 22. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the broadcast today because uh, I couldn't hear. I was at Nisei Lounge watching with our good friend Luis Medina um, down at the end of the bar there getting drunk. And then, um, uh, but they didn't have the sound on kind of loud in there. So I, I didn't really get to watch the broadcast. I actually did watch more of the game and just, you know, sat there shooting the shit with Luis about everything. But I, I'm excited to like sit down and, and like really kind of tune in on a broadcast and see how things are going to be done. I did notice that. The marquee signage, you know, in the booth that's bright red, yeah. um, it it's like polka dotted. It looks like fucking. Do you remember Strawberry Shortcake? And she like, oh yeah, she like lived, she like lived in a strawberry house or some shit. And then it, they made a toy of it. It like, it, and my sister had it, I think. And I was like looking at that. I was like, that looks like fucking Strawberry Shortcake's house. And I know you're one really- of those people that like to huff things like smelly markers and Strawberry Shortcake. <laughs> oh hell yeah! How do you, oh, Danny how, huffed everything. Yeah. How do you how do you think I how do you think I got through grade school, dude? Like <laughs> fucking eating paste and fucking. <laughs> Yeah, goddamn yoo-hoo up my fucking nose. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it was just I kind of feel like I understand the re- the marquee is red. It was originally green though. Uh, the marquee is red, but the co- that's it, the, it should be fucking blue. Everything should be blue about the marquee <laughs> right. network. The Cubs are not a red team; they're a blue team. Their their whole uh, their whole studio is red. Yeah. Remember when they. You know, they show that thing off. It's 400 feet wide, and it's all red. Yeah. Don't you think it should be blue? Yes. Crawley? Yeah. You, uh, you know, you I, I want to take a look at it again and see how it goes. I mean, it, it wasn't anything that, that jumped out of me, that, that jumped out to me, that made me kind of be like, oh, you know, they should do that. It wasn't anything I was looking at, so. I'll, I'll tell you, when I tuned in on uh, MLB TV, I had to do a double take because the Cubs game was being shown on MSN. And when I saw it, I was like, what? what? <laughs> like it just, I don't know. Yeah. Cause you it's, think of MSNBC and yeah. And, and there are, I think there's other, well, there's Masson and then there's um, yeah, there, there's other ones and it just, man, it looked weird. I, I seriously, I didn't even understand it for a second. Well, just so you guys know, we do have the lineup up for uh, today's game, 205, Dodgers on marquee. Uh, the got? lineup is not as exciting as yesterday's lineup. Yeah, I would oh, imagine. Clearly. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's going to be Chetwood versus Alex Wood. They're going to be playing at Glendale, so it's going to be an away game. Oh, uh, yeah. That pl- that park sucks. So leading off, number eight, uh, or not number eight, leading off in center field, uh, Ian Happ. I like it. Batting second, Schwarber, playing left field. All right, I'm with it. What do you mean this number- lineup sucks? This is awesome so far. <laughs> I'm, I'm not done yet. Okay. <laughs> number three, uh, Victor Caratini, catching. I love it. Okay. Number yeah. four, Hernan Perez playing third base. I like this guy. All right. I'm still with it. I mean, cleanup. That's a little weird for Perez, but go ahead. Josh Fagley, DHing. Who? Fagley, the backup, backup, yeah. backup, the backup to the regional manager catcher. The night, <laughs> the, the night, the backup catcher got the start. <laughs> the backup emergency catcher. Yeah. Um, Betting second, everybody's favorite, Daniel Descalso. All right. We're going to see. Bat, playing second. No, this is the shit I want to see, though. I want to see Daniel Descalso up there, like, just looking like gold. It's going to happen. Okay. Daniel Descalso gold. Daniel, Danny, do you have the drop ready here? Uh, uh, I think I do. I, I, what are you going to say? Hitting shortstop, Nico Horner. Oh, shit. Yeah, I want to see that, too. And he is the backup shortstop, too, if you think. I mean, if you think about who is the Javi backup, it's not. David Bodie. It's, no, well, it's it's uh it's I think it would go Horner if he makes Bodie the then Short. Isn't Short no, the shortstop? I think Descalso would play it stop. and and I think Hernan Perez has a chance. Okay, yeah. Hernan Perez can play short too. I don't think I don't think Descalso is ever playing shortstop ever again. Oh god, no. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the guy no. The, there's no way second base I could see for sure, but uh I, I I can't see if, not, if he's playing shortstop. We're having a really bad time. Yeah. According to the Cubs website, the shortstop depth chart: Javi Baez, David Bodie, Nico Horner. All right. And just and, so you know, as far as second base, they have Nico Horner, David Bodie, Jason Kipnis. So Discus is not even on this team, according to the, <laughs> according to according to the Cubs. But he's playing no, today. No, no, no. We we got four. He's already been positioned as a twenty-six man. We got five third basemen. We got Chris Bryant, David Bodie, Daniel Descalso, Ian Happ, and Hernan Perez. Did we even see Daniel Descalso play third base at all? I don't think so. And, I, I think he's just, it, he can play all over the infield, though, I think. And I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering. Ian Happ is a second baseman, right? Like, wasn't that his, was. his spot as he came up? Now yeah, he plays was. anywhere but second base. They got, like, yeah, they don't have him on the depth lines. Yeah, so. but we don't even know if all these guys are making the team. Like we, you know, we don't no, know Jason Kipnis is going to make this team even. You know, because uh, it is interesting to see Horner as now. I guess you know they would probably tell you that there's no point to you know there's the depth chart. You know, is fluid, so having him at the top doesn't really mean anything. But it's interesting that they put Horner at the top of that second base depth chart. And I, that's like I said, I'm looking at the Cubs website right now. Yeah, me too. And he is at the top of the depth chart. Well, we, we shall see. I mean, he might not even make this team. So, in fact, I well, I, and that's I probably what we've been talking sh- about. We're kind of saying we don't think they're going to bring him out just because you know he hasn't had a ton of time in the minor leagues but when you're seeing the depth chart for the first time in spring training and he's sitting at the top it kind of makes you you know 
think about that a little bit more. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe who makes, they're really giving him a shot. I don't know who makes that. Well, I think they're giving him a shot. I just don't know who makes that choice of like filling out the depth chart that we all get to see because they got a different depth chart. I'm sure. You know what I mean? Nico Horner slipped him a 20. Just, <laughs> yeah. throw, just throw my name on the top, man. Yeah, it's just somebody, some programmer in New York. You know, he could well, but KB is at second over at third. You know, like Javi's not going to be the second spot over at. Right shortstop like they're not going to be like well we went alphabetical or anything like that like well ian hap needs to pay a little bit of money then fucking get himself in the debt oh he's number one in center yeah so and that makes sense um hap elmora and then hayward yeah Uh, and when then that's fluid too because you know you move guys all around you know bryant plays right bryant plays left bryant plays center too um so, uh, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, God. Fucking. Oh, oh, you, oh you didn't finish the uh, the lineup. I did not. Descalso we stopped at. We stopped at Descalso. Let's so see what else season. we got here. We got uh, Descalso. We got Horner. At, yeah. That was short. Yeah. Right. right field, we got Cuevas. Noel Cuevas. Okay. And then playing first base. Joseph, Curtis Joseph. All right. Curtis Joseph. All right. Yeah, I wonder if he's any relation to Tommy Joseph, who played for the Phillies. Big old dude that hits a lot of home runs. Not sure. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Actually, I'll right. find that out later if he makes the team. And, and you know, like I said, last night you had you had Hayward, Baez, yeah, yeah. No, Bryant, it's, it's, Rizzo. This is just the B team, you know, yeah, it's, they, and it's not a bad B team. This is getaway day and at the end of July and after a tough stretch team, after an extra inning game, you know, let, that went till midnight the night before. That's that's this lineup. Uh, so uh, surprising nobody. Brandon Morrow is, is hurt right. again. What? Yeah. yeah. No. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but yeah. What? I, I can't believe it. Also, this just in, water is wet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I feel really bad for him. I mean, it's got to be so frustrating. Um, it's not his fault he's getting hurt a bunch, but, you know, it's just kind of like... You, I mean, it's mean to laugh, but you got to laugh at this shit because it's it, it's and it, this sounds like it's not going to be a huge setback for him day to day, but it just it reeks of just so much it, anticipation. It, it, it reeks of uh, moral. That's what it reeks yeah, of. Yeah. yeah. The, the worst part about it is that people keep reporting on it. Like, I'm sure he would be so much happier if he could just fade off and do whatever he's going to do. And he either makes it or he doesn't. But just having people just constantly like he's hurt again. And this is what and it's not his fault. But this is what gets people pissed off is how it's reported is like Moro is ramping it up. Moro is throwing from 30 feet. Moro throwing to 60 feet. Moro throwing 90 feet. Moro will be throwing from a mound. Moro died. (laughs) That's the next thing. Moro's arm fell off. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it they should just leave it all alone. And if he happens to be able to ramp it back up at some point, it, it's going to be in the minor leagues to start. Probably, you know, I don't think there's any way he's breaking camp with this team. Um, he's going to need to get back in there in a big way. He hasn't pitched for a, over a year. It's been a year and a half, you know. Yeah. And so, like, 
Uh, it's just, and if he could come back, it would be a great story for him. I would be really happy for him, especially because he took such little amount of money. He was an effective pitcher years ago. Uh, uh, now going on two years ago. Well, I guess three years ago. When, when was he with the Dodgers? That was 17. When did we get him? 18. Yeah. Got him in we 18. Got him in 18. That was, that was the Darvish Morrow Chatwood off season. Yeah. Oh my oh, God! Do you remember shit. when they spent money on, on one player? Yeah, one, one good player. Uh, one that, maybe. Well, half a season of a good player. Well, maybe Tyler Chadwood uh, becomes that fifth starter because our next spot here is uh, Chadwood versus Wood. Yeah, I love when the two guys named Wood are pitching against each other, but it, and they're doing it and they're showing us all their number five guys right away because we saw Mills. And now we're seeing Chatwood, and then on Monday it's going to be Adbert Alzali. Yeah, they're giving these guys their opportunities right off the bat. They want to they want to know sooner rather than later. Yeah, not the Cardinals though. They fucking Jack Flaherty out there fucking first game <laughs> against the Mets. I think the Mets only got like two hits or some shit too. It was annoying. I was, I was, I'm like, oh, let me watch a ball game. Let me, let me brood against the fucking Cardinals, and then they just won in front of my face, and I was like, well, ugh, this is not how I wanted to spend today. Should have watched the Marquee Network. We have to get the Marquee Network. Believe me, you won't be booing about that in a year. I just, I love it so much, guys. <laughs> I can't. Uh, it, let me know if it's too much. I, 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 like I said, I'm watching Marquee right now. The Ernie Banks documentary is on. And it will be tomorrow and the next day and the next day because uh, those are hard to put together. You know, they, they have a lot of work to do with making original comment uh, content right now. They've got a shit ton of work. I'm hoping I can get some work actually out of it. <laughs> you know, they're, yeah. they're, whether it's new, it's a new channel, it's new commercials, you know, they're going to need music to put behind this shit. And like, you know, it's going to create jobs for people. That, Ooh, really let's, cool. can we put together the yo MSN raps show? Uh, why don't and you it'll just be, what, why don't you, you know. work on a pitch and, uh, I'll, <laughs> you get your elevator speech ready and we'll, we'll bring it to Mark Cuban on, uh, what's that show? Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Oh, I was totally thinking Shark Week. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's different. Uh, what else? All right. Uh, KB has coined the phrase of the year. It will not be where stories play. It is now officially strap it on. <laughs> that has to be an obvious T-shirt, right? I asked, it already is. Yeah, it already I, is. I told Joe to make it. I'm like, do it. May you gotta make it. So it's all my idea, and I'm getting shitloads of royalties. I assume. Because I gave the Joe the idea on Twitter. Yeah, our complicated shirt is going to be, um, you know, take the thing and then and put it around your waist and I don't know, buckle it, put your legs it, through, yeah, put your legs through, yeah, right. it, yeah. Don't just, hit anybody in the eye. Yeah, just technical instructions about how to put a strap out <laughs> on. <laughs> um, give her a kiss, boy. Uh, do you ever see that um, that uh, Monty Python meaning of life? Yeah. Where there, there's the the there's sex sex ed class. John Cleese is teaching sex ed, <laughs> and uh, I, f I forget how it works. But he's but he he just has sex with his wife in front of the class <laughs> Bro, to yes. show everybody. 
Uh, anyway. Later was- on, there was a similar skit on Saturday Night Live. It was, uh, God, I can't remember. It was Chris Elliott, and, and I can't remember. She was famous in the 90s a lot. She was in um, a lot of the 90 angsty movies, but Janine Garofalo. Okay. Were playing a, they were playing a couple, and it was like a community ed class where they were going to teach the you know proper lovemaking techniques. And you had Adam Sandler and Chris Farley with a bunch of beers in their hands to watch and just absolutely making comments the entire time. It was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> uh, that show could be good sometimes. It, it's hit and miss for me. Um, what else happens? Oh, I, I did enjoy seeing the Astros employees stealing the signs from fans that were there to razz the Astros as they played the Nationals yesterday. I mean, the irony of the Astros employees coming down and taking the signs and stealing them away from these people. Just more stealing signs. I really enjoyed that. It, it really was great. And, uh, you know, since we actually brought it up right now, uh, can I share my TFC right now since it's sure. Astros related? Uh, yeah, it's a so MLB random stats posted some videos uh, a few days ago because like, I guess the apartment above his was flooding. And so water was coming through his ceiling like crazy. Who's ceiling? Right? What's that? Who's ceiling? Through MLB. This whoever, whoever's, uh, Twitter handle is MLB random stats. Okay. Like that's his, his Twitter handle and his apartment is like, there's a flooding going on in the apartment above his and it's just pouring through his ceiling. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Like the worst thing. Right. And so he's showing this video and he's got all these trash cans around his uh, kitchen and stuff, catching water as it's pouring through the ceiling. And uh, somebody writes, I know this may be out of taste, but the Astros got to have a trash can for you, right? (laughs) And I just, I don't know. It was just so funny. This dude is having like the worst night of his life. He posts this video and somebody hits him with with an an Astros. Astros Yeah. (laughs) They're not, listen, Astros deserve every fucking thing they get all year. They do. They they really do. I mean, I feel bad for the players that didn't cheat. You know, because they're going to be stuck in there. But we know like their main guys, they put out a bullshit lineup yesterday for their first game against the Nationals, which I, I mean, I'm not going to read too much into it, but like Altuve didn't fucking play. Tell you that much. You know, Bregman wasn't out there. I don't think they. I saw the lineup, and unless they played later in the game, which I doubt that happened, they're going to have guys, to get up there. Did you, guys, did you guys see that TikTok video where there's uh, so they were kind of joking around a little bit about people? Uh, you know, they had the Astros batters, and they were up there, and then all of a sudden, you, they played the uh, drum fill from "In the Air Tonight" by. Oh Phil. yeah, that was great. On the on the trash, that was pretty great. They uh, they need to have like. Every opposing, like where, wherever they go, people just need to have trash cans. And the whole time, like people in the stands just need to be banging on those. Yeah. Higher time that the uh, Astros are up hitting. Oh, yeah. I wish the Cubs were playing him this year. I would love to stick it to him. I, I might go when they play the White Sox and do some shit. I just yeah. hope that every organist, every DJ in every stadium plays Bang on the Drum by yep. Todd Rudengren. Yep. Oh, yeah. it's, it's the perfect organ song, too. 
It's perfect. I don't want to play. Yeah. It sounds great on organ, too. Bang on the drums all day. So, and then, uh, like, the last thing I think we need to talk about is, like, and we, we kind of brought it up on one of the preview shows that we did early, earlier this week, but um, the disconnect between uh, Madden and Theo and uh, the players, Javi specifically, coming out and saying that they weren't ready to play baseball. I mean, this just confirms what we kind of already knew what was going on last year, that you had the lame duck manager and it just, you know. Yeah. and It was sad to hear, though. I didn't like hearing any of this shit. No, and it also kind of helps, uh, like, if you're really thinking about it, 15 and 16, these guys were really – you know, they were ready to play. They were out there doing everything right off the bat and just dominating. And uh, Ross was there, you know, and, and Madden, great manager, but he may be more of like the leader type of the organization, you know, like leaders tend to like set goals and where you want to go and do all this stuff. And then they delegate authority throughout and it's everybody else's job to kind of make sure the day-to-day is getting done. And maybe it seems like now that Ross was that guy in 15 and 16, that just kind of took it on himself to do that. And when he left, it's, you know, it, that's when the slide started. And then you hear like Theo wanting Madden to be more hands-on. Remember that storyline? Yeah. That he was going to coach more last year. Yeah, and it's and it's almost like, you know, and and just because that's the type of leader Madden is, that's not necessarily bad. It just if you don't have the people in the organization below, then you have to make adjustments and it doesn't seem like Madden ever made that adjustment to not having uh a David Ross there. And then that makes it even more clear why you know, Theo and Jed might, you know, put him out there and, you know, put David Ross out there and really want him thinking that he's going to be able to reproduce that. Now, you know, I, I think that, you know, to me it was disappointing to hear some of that stuff and how the players weren't ready. And I know Javi brought it up and it's just like, like you said, Joe Madden is not a micromanager. You have a lot of other coaches that do a lot of things behind the scenes that we don't see. Men's the one that gets interviewed and is the face of the franchise as far as, you know, from the from the manager. You know, nobody goes up and starts asking, you know, the third base coach a bunch of questions. And so to me, it was kind of like, okay, it goes to the players and it goes to the coaches underneath them. And like you said, to a degree, it goes to Madden having to make the adjustments if you don't. But they were always looking for that replacement. I know John Jay was one guy that they brought in. Rene Rivera was another guy that they brought in. These these guys, and, and it just bothers me, like your leaders, you know, when you're talking about Hayward or Rizzo, I, how many people have said put a captain's uh, patch on Rizzo's uh, chest or whatever? Well, then why isn't he telling these guys to get their asses out there to be doing things? You know, not everybody does have that intrinsic motivation, but if you want to be a captain, you want to be a leader, then do it. You know, and, and, and I know for a fact that there were a couple players that the, the, the coaches specifically talked to him about getting in early, doing some of the things that, you know, Javi says they weren't prepared for, and the players didn't show up. And that was uh, Carl's Ed- Carl Edward Jr. and... Uh, and uh, Addison Russell, and that's why Addison Russell was demoted, and that's why Carl Edwards was shipped out, is because yeah. they were told specifically to come in to get some early work done, and they kept refusing. Yeah, and and and, and you got to give respect to Madden for the culture change that he initiated, and what he did when he came to the team 
in 2015, really changed everything. And, you know, obviously then you get three NLCSs and a World Series out of it. I mean, it was magical and amazing. It had run its course. I feel like the front office, Theo wanted to shift things, get more analytical, use some of these uh, data tools that you can get. And Joe was kind of like, eh, I'm kind of out the door here. Why don't you just let me do my thing? And they really didn't. So there was a disconnect between Theo and the front office. And I thought they were just going to leave it alone. What's annoying is that it's all coming out now. And I'm like, just we all loved each other. You guys said you loved each other. We were going to leave it at that. And now fucking Madden shooting his mouth off and making everybody hate him. And I don't understand it. Yeah, we knew this was coming, though. We knew I shit didn't. like this was going to come out There's no point to it. But, but, but the other thing, too, is that that's kind of what people love about Madden is he gives honest, thoughtful answers. He doesn't give bullshit stock answers. Those of you that want Bull Durham, hey, I'm only do it just trying to help the team, blah, blah, blah. Only to the, you know, I give it all to the grace of God. He doesn't do it. He tells you what he thought. Yeah. And he gave an honest opinion. If you want stock answers, don't go to Joe Madden because he's not going to give you the generic crap. He's well, going to tell you what he thinks and what he feels. It's Theo that's full of crap. I mean, Theo speaks in doublespeak, you know, like the, you know, what, what do I have of his? Sorry, I'm not done. No, that's not a good one, but regression is a really powerful like thing. Even that. In this case, it works in our favor. I mean, even that phrases like that, you know, uh, just yeah, turn because- things around on you real quick. Like you say something, he agrees with you and then kind of comes back around to why you're wrong. Yeah, exactly. And you're just like, I think you just told me I'm right wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, uh, no, it. He'll yeah. say two things at once. He's the king of doublespeak, you know. Right. It, and when you, you go know, to CubsCon, he is the toughest guy. When I start like kind of like detailing questions, I have to try to make sure to think about, is there no – how do I make sure he doesn't have an out to kind of get around? Because he finds that very quick. If you don't word the question properly, you know, he's smart enough to kind of weasel his way around it without actually answering the question. Yeah. Didn't he go to law school? Isn't he a lawyer? prior to being a baseball executive. I went to law school. Did you guys know I went to law school? Yeah, but I mean, wasn't that back when you used to see if, like, women who drowned were not witches or some shit like that? Oh, yeah, that's the only way you can tell if somebody's a witch or not. You gotta dunk them in the river, and if they drown, then they weren't a witch. And if yeah, they live, so I don't then... think you're really up on law so much. Oh, uh, I mean, I assume things have changed a little bit, but uh, I assume they're still dunking witches anyway. <laughs> no, not no. not really, Cupshadamus. But um, what you know, we kind of going along here, Cupshadamus. You know, we got a ball game on. Crawley's got some marquee network to freaking inhale into his eyeballs. So if you could just like get do your poem and get out of here, that'd be that'd be great. Alrighty. Okay, you guys ready? No, but we want you to finish anyway. (laughs) All right, as long as you're ready. I used to watch ball games for free with the rabbit ears on my TV. But when I turned the dial, Michael, Danny, and Lyle, I had no channel called Marquee. So I've got no predictions. Yeah, you don't even are, know who's on this yeah. show anymore. Cup Shadamus. Crawley, will you please tell him who you are? I predict he's just going to call me Lyle for the rest of his eternity. Lyle, you sound a little different today. What's up with your voice? Do you have a cold? 24 hours of marquee watching will do that to you. 
Well, I wish I could watch 24 hours of Marquis Lyle because I don't have the channel because I am unfortunately uh, an Xfinity customer. And uh, I don't know what to do. I've called customer service over and over and over and over again. And now I am stuck not being able to predict anything because can I can't you predict get this when Xfinity and Comcast will come up with a deal, Cubstradamus? How can I do that without having the Marquis Network? I was looking for your powers of prediction. Yeah, none of this makes any sense. Like, how? What do you mean you can't predict what games are going to come on next and who the Cubs are going to play? That's ridiculous. You don't need the Marquis Network to tell us what's going to be on it. Or if you know a better way, Rocket. Then anyway, I'm sick of you guys. Cubs are on the side. You know, it's definitely spring training because. The smell is slightly less offensive. Yeah, he hasn't been flying around the country uh, to all the places that the uh, Cubs play. And, of course, when you're at that altitude on a flying carpet, you know, you get shit on by birds all the time. So, uh, yeah, he sucks. I hate that guy. I'm, I wish maybe I'll just move. <laughs> maybe he, <laughs> he won't be able to find me. All right, TFCs. Michael, yeah. you already gave yours. Do you have any? Crawley? Jesse Rogers tweeted out today, David Ross out with the flu again today. Fake Winterlander says, be honest, is he on hold with Comcast about Marquee? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I've, mine is a, a pretty Marquee re- related to because uh, the Marquee Network was tweeting out highlights. From last from yesterday's game, and uh, this guy Jim Jim McNichols says, "I've been a Cubs fan for sixty years, and there is no way for me to watch my Cubbies now." Thanks at Tom Ricketts Cubs, <laughs> and then, of course t- that's not Tom Ricketts' Twitter handle, but this poor guy thinks it is. So I looked up. I'm like, "Who is this guy?" It's Tom Ricketts Cubs is with 706 followers. And then he's got this preview tinyurl.com. And then I was like, well, what is this? So I click on it to see what it is. And it's this whole conspiracy theory about freaking Barack Obama and Reverend Wright that was spearheaded by the Ricketts. And this guy wrote a whole dossier on it and has a Twitter handle about it. It's weird. Oh, there was oh a little God. rabbit hole I went down that that creeped me out. But, like uh, you thought you were going to get a cubspiracy, but you got like a real a conspiracy. Re- yeah, a real conspiracy of this guy, like you know, with the whole Reverend Wright and Barack Obama and tying him together with the with the Ricketts, and it's like this. I'm like, oh, I got to read this thing, but it's like 80 pages long. <laughs> Man, in that in that's an old conspiracy theory too. That was from when Barack Obama ran the first time. Yeah, apparently the and that's and we didn't even know about the Ricketts then. I got I got some other classic uh, TP. I got some other classic TFCs from some uh, uh, good ones here. I got uh, TPS Stoner One. TPS Stoner One. Mm-hmm. They said he said forgot to record the Ernie Banks special. I hope they play it again someday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, they just might. Uh, well, one thing I do feel bad for the marquee Twitter handle, and I've fucked with them a little bit, but like it's not their fault. You know, like they're just some person that works there. <laughs> And they're trying like, their like best. The, yeah, it's like the people that tweet at Cubs thinking that they're they're getting in touch with Theo. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's like, 
Angela Cato, uh, you know, uh, this is uh, the same screenshot I took, but she's like, would have been nice to watch it on dish exclamation point exclamation. It's like they have no control. Like, what are they what are they going to do? What is the at marquee people going to do? They're going to go and be like, oh, I got to talk to Crane Kenny. We're getting these tweets coming in and people are really mad. They can't watch it on dish. Uh, yeah, some of these people have the worst jobs. When when I'm ready to rant and I'm going to fucking just scream at somebody and I call and I get somebody, I tell them right up front, it's not about you. You're just getting this call, and unfortunately it's me, and I'm going to yell at you. So if you want to pass me on to somebody else, go ahead. Because I always hope at least I'm going to get like the asshole in the office that nobody likes. They're going to be like, hey <laughs> – Joe, line two, and then it's going to be me like, you motherfucker, I can't watch a marquee network. Another uh, <laughs> one here is from Torque Penderloin. Torque Penderloin uh, says, I remember that guy. Yep, a good show for the marquee network would be shitty games I watched. I can narrate some game from 1992. I really thought Derek May was going to be good. Jesus Christ. Uh, and then... Uh, <laughs> Cub Salty replies, can we get a whole special on the Rick Wilkins phenomena? Oh, Rick Wilkins. I forgot about him. Yep. Classic. Yeah. Well, it's, I'm sure we'll see Rick Williams on the marquee network at some point once they run out of Ernie Banks documentaries, the show, which they never will. How, how deep do they have to get before they are doing like, um, you know, like let's check in on players. We used to know. And it's like, some dude that played four games for the Cubs or some shit like that. I think they'll do just about anything that they think people will watch. Oh, that's what we need to pitch to him, Danny. Where are they now? So John Greenberg says, my son just said the Cubs finally got their network. Why don't they call it the Cubs network? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, <laughs> right out of the mouths of babes. Marquee network. Well, let's go watch some marquee guys. It's uh, well, Michael, you can't. Oh, and neither could I. <laughs> yeah, have a nice so. day, Crawley. <laughs> enjoy, <laughs> enjoy your marquee. <laughs> yeah, enjoy. Uh, yeah, enjoy. I I could at least watch the game. Oh, and I did want to mention this. Uh, if you want to watch these games, spring training games are not blacked out. If you've got MLB TV, you know. And if any of you guys are trying to watch this and they really want to watch it, I'm happy to share my MLB TV password with me. But I'm not going to do it on this show. So just, you know, and it's only going to go till February. And then I think I'm getting it free from T-Mobile. I'm going to figure it out once I, once the dust settles, this is like, you know, people that want to early adopt something like the marquee network or anything. It's kind of like when you download the operating system on your phone, like the first day it comes out and then it bricks it and then it fucks everything up for you. Never download the new thing on the first day. You know what I mean? Don't expect marquee to work on the first day. And, um, it's good. It, and so I'm waiting. I'm waiting until the whole dust settles and people see what it's going to be and how it's going to be cheapest for me. But in the meantime, you can watch until the end of February on my account if you want to. Just send me an email and I'll, I'll hook you up. Isn't that nice of me? <laughs> yeah, they, they are taking that account away from all of us shortly. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. A couple more things. One more one more quick TFC here. I, I couldn't help this, but Mark Gonzalez said, Brandon Morrow sidelined with upper right chest muscle strain listed as day-to-day, but I suspect a little longer before he resumes throwing. 
Decipio.com writes, sounds like somebody recklessly tried to take his shirt off over his head. <laughs> exactly. Because then you hear stuff taking off his pants before, putting them on. And then the just the last thing, I was in shock because I was watching the game yesterday, Brian Schlitter pitching for the Oakland A's. Oh, I saw that too. I was like, ooh, I remember that guy. I had that written down on my notes, and I forgot to put it in the script. And I'm like, don't forget to talk about Brian Schlitter. So I almost did. So I just wanted uh, to add, you know, bless you, Ryan Schlitter. I wish you nothing but the best. Thank yeah, God. I, I didn't know he was still playing. I don't think Brian Sch- Schlitter's made an appearance on this show for a few years. So welcome back, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> yeah, that was that was 2015, 26, 2015, 2015. Era, I yeah, yeah, he was out. He, yeah, they were piecing that bullpen together in 2015, and they finally settled on. Something that worked eventually, but uh, but yeah, Brian Schlitter was at the beginning of that whole situation, and I forget how they got rid of him, but they did. All right, so there's the show. Uh, I guess we'll talk to you. We we've got a another preview. I pr- probably get up at some point this week. Uh, I got uh, Eric Wheelow, the Brewers fan. He, he'll be coming on at some point when he can uh, during the week, and then uh, I'll be at spring training uh, Saturday. Oh, hey, Danny, while we're at it. You know, let's crowdsource this a little bit. If somebody knows of a Cincinnati Reds podcast, like an actual podcaster following the team. Or a uh, fan, like a, just a good fan that would come on and, and talk about their yeah. team. You know, I mean, a, a pod, the problem is we did get a podcast guy last time, remember? And he fucking talked uh, our ear off yeah. and we're like, oh, that's more about the Reds. We just want you to be funny and fun, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and like it has to be Reds. a Reds fan, not a, not a Cubs fan that's kind of like follows the Reds or whatever. They won't really know anything. Like, it would be like me trying to do a Rockies podcast. I, it would be fucking horrible. Well, you're not great on this show either, Michael. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> uh, I kid you. I kid you. Let's go watch the Marquee Network. Spagog. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Spagog. I'm enjoying myself. Spagog. <laughs> the season is new. Gonna score. Lots of runs off you, the Cubs. Wrigley's gonna roar, screaming fans, bleeding Cubby blue. Cubs will win the World Series, so don't make October plans. The Cubs putting runs on the board. Come and see the team. Ricketts can't afford the Cubs from Chicago. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, 
Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. <laughs> 